0: Hello and welcome to the Silicon Sasquatch Podcast. My name is Britt McGinnis and I am roasting in my office, but we are here to talk about games, including with me are Spencer.
1: Yep, that's me. Nick. Howdy.
0: And Aaron.
2: Hello, everybody.
0: Okay, so today we are here to talk about the future as we've spent way too much time dwelling on this year. The topic today is what games are we looking forward to in 2014? It can be indie, it can be a large release. It could be something that you've only just kickstarted this morning, but what are you excited about, Nick? Throwing it to you because I uh, need ideas. God damn it!
3: We still have a site moratorium on Minecraft discussion, don't we, Aaron?
2: <laughs> um, yes, per the bylaws enacted on December fifth, two thousand ten, we can no longer uh, allow Minecraft to be nominated for any sort of discussions after its okay. initial release, so...
1: Well, there goes half my list. Yeah.
2: yeah I'm, dude, well, horses. Well, don't,
0: don't worry. The, the Minecraft television show that's developing in a tiny network in Japan is still for discussion, right?
2: Our, our most anticipated game of 2014 is Notch. Just whatever Notch does. It's just his fedora. <laughs>
3: yeah. That fedora. Uh, <laughs> no, fortunately, I, I've actually played some games that aren't Minecraft, and I've been looking forward to some uh, non-Minecraft games as well. <gasps> I know. Um... Actually, there was a bit of overlap. We were discussing before the podcast like what we wanted to talk about beforehand. And um, I'm going to leave most of the uh, Kickstarter affair to people who can talk about that better, although I'm very excited about it. But mm-hmm. uh, I have a, a short list that kind of ranges from AAA to just completely bad shit weird esoteric. Oh,
0: so dude, hit us. Hit us all up. All right.
3: Starting with the kind of conventional. Um, Bravely Default is coming out February 7th. 2014, Nintendo 3DS, pre-order now. (laughs) Um, But there's a demo out, and uh, I was thinking, okay, Square Enix, that's a company I grew up with. I played Secret of Mana, Final Fantasy, Chrono Trigger. Love those series. And then the PS2 era happened, and then the PS3 era happened. And And then
0: you saw Sunlight.
3: Yeah, I realized that they weren't good at making games anymore. Uh, But Bravely Default kind of surprised me in that they managed to capture what made those games so valuable at the time like the final fantasy five or final fantasy six or chrono cross where based on the demo anyway which is all i've seen and played um there's a very tight very traditional but very kind of fresh feeling combat system that uh, underpins everything you do and uh just getting to play a really solid traditional feeling jrpg battle system that also felt fresh with its brave and default functions that's where the name comes from very clever uh it's uh it looks like it's going to be a perfect fit for a, a handheld RPG, which for those of you who know, um, I, after sinking a hundred hours into persona Four golden, I've kind of been going crazy <laughs> looking for another way to sate that urge. So, uh, bravely default looks like it's going to be, uh, that kind of perfect handheld RPG formula. So I hope it, uh, shapes up well for the final release.
0: Very good. What's next?
3: Uh, the next thing is a couple of crazy, actually they're all crazy weird from here on out. Uh, but first up is Bayonetta 2, which famously is the mm-hmm. game I said I bought my Wii U for. And I stand mm-hmm. by that. Because Bayonetta 1, uh, I wrote a lot about it on the site back when it came out. I was uh, a pretty avid defender of the game and its presentation. Mm-hmm.
1: remember that. Remember
3: and that. Uh, I, I haven't played Bayonetta 2. I saw a video of it at PAX. It looked nuts. She still uses her hair as a weapon. I'm in.
0: Well, well I, I would be disappointed if she didn't, sir.
3: Yeah, that was pretty much the entire game, actually. That and Fly Me to the Moon,
0: mm.
2: uh, the old uh, Sinatra song. Uh, <laughs> any questions about Bayonetta Two? Um, is there a tie-in since from the release of Bayonetta One to now Bayonetta Two? Is there a tie-in to Willow Smith's "I Whip My Hair Back and Forth" song?
0: Oh God, I hope I hope so. I... If not, if not, it'll be on YouTube within three days. Perhaps yeah. DLC
2: character. <laughs>
0: now, what oh, what attracts- God, <laughs> Half the dudes in my life were super excited just because she, now she has short hair. Yeah. Which complicates the attack a little bit, but I must say, very lovely. Yeah, so just, what are the I, new I mechanics
2: that. are you interested in, Nick? Sorry, what, which of the what? The new mechanics or whatever you've seen. Like, what are you excited about? Oh, I don't even know. I just saw her
3: running on a bridge and, like, this dragon was breaking the bridge apart and she was running. And it was really crazy. And there, I think maybe it was a train. It might be a train on a bridge. <laughs> it was really cool. I've been a, I've been a, i have been i have been ai talk a lot about, I talk a lot of a guff about like games <laughs> needing to be more progressive and challenge more things and better to risk something big than to risk nothing at all. But Platinum makes a hell of a game in a very traditional sense. And, uh, Bayonetta to date is still the best character action game I've played. So.
0: Wow. But, big claim, man.
3: Yeah. I mean, I haven't finished Metal Gear Rising. I haven't finished GMC, but, uh, Strictly speaking, it's still the best I've played. And I uh, I have really high hopes for uh, the next game. I'd like to
1: briefly offer a counterpoint to the uh, two things that Nick has said so far. <laughs> cool. uh, Let's go Bayonetta. Honestly, I don't think I ever will get Bayonetta. But um, <laughs> that's fine. It's not for me. It's, but, it's, um, it's just we all I know, mean, you,
0: hate magic. We know I don't, you hate magic. I, play, I am playing a card hair.
1: game. <laughs> um, anyway... Uh, I, I downloaded the Bravely Default demo on, uh, on Nick's recommendation and I got literally as far as the save screen and I was just like, nope, nope, can't <laughs> do this. Yeah, right. Was it the and, save screen that turned you off to it? Uh, well, I mean, it was kind of esoteric before. Like I was just kind of like, um eh, okay, I don't know what's going on, but all right. Maybe the, the save screen literally maybe. has like a fairy with a panty oh, shot. Oh God,
2: dude. You, you get past that. <laughs> There's. And- yeah. a, 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 a,
0: a every, everyone's allowed a visceral reaction to a game I, That's I, fair. we well we all we all have had those moments where we open up some sort of screenshot and we're like what what huh? then that wariness kind of leaks over into gameplay I think everybody's had I
2: that. guess I expect more from Spencer
1: because like you all kinds I, I of played the, I played the combat the combat was present it did not <laughs> like, oh it did not God. strike me as exciting like did you level up
0: Silicon Sasquatch t-shirt design number 563, I expected more from Spencer.
2: That, that's actually <laughs> our mission statement.
1: My parents wrote that in my yearbook, okay? White
0: text on a black shirt, your parents signed I expected your yearbook? more from Spencer.
1: They were the only ones, and they signed
3: it with that.
0: <laughs> oh, uh, God. White text on a black shirt, yeah. I expected more from Spencer.
3: Oh, God. So we can wear it with all the other white text on black shirts at pass. We can pass them out to my relatives. It'll be great. At your wedding. Boy, those are some high hopes there, Britt. Jesus. (laughs) For fuck's sake, guys. Um, Just like we were talking about Link Between Worlds earlier tonight, about how Spencer's kind of like having a mixed reaction to it. And uh, I think that just as like having a Zelda pedigree probably helps you appreciate or be excited about Know, a more traditional Zelda like Link Between Worlds. I think having a, you know, a fondness or background in the old, old Final Fantasy games, like from the NES era to the Super Nintendo era, uh, is a big part of why I was able to jump into Berkeley Default, get what's going on, and kind of just be like, all right, yeah, this takes something I know and um, does some really cool, fresh things with it.
1: Basically, if you grew up on games that were three colors and uh, <laughs> extremely, extremely simplistic, it's not for you. Well, maybe even if you played Baldur's
2: Gate it's still not for you. I don't know. I like Baldur's Gate. And <laughs> that'll
0: be an interesting that will be an interesting trend to watch is nostalgia going to be keep fueling games into oh, yeah. 2014 or will it be so deterrent and will people actually start to rebel against the idea of nostalgia as a selling point? That'll be interesting.
3: That's a good point. If it gets overdone or done crudely like EvoLand, I'm sorry that game was not fun. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, enough of that. People will be like, "Now just give us something new." Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, exactly. So that huh. that's one trend to watch. But Nick, any others we didn't cover?
3: Yeah. Uh, very quickly. <laughs> yes. To round out the list, two really different games. One is Mad Max, which is a uh, officially yes. licensed game from the uh, Gibson Classics, um, being developed by Avalanche, who made Just Cause and Just Cause 2. I am to date the only person I know who got a perfect gamer score on the original Just Cause, which is a broken-ass yeah. game. Because I just love the grappling hook so much that I played like 40 <laughs> hours of it. Just Cause 2. Yeah,
0: if, if that's what it takes, man, then I'm fine.
3: It, you know, I, I joked that the game should have been called Just Cause because there was no real premise what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> and Just Cause 2, uh, really, the parachute grappling hook mechanic. If you haven't played the game, you probably will think I'm crazy. But just the stupid, blatant disregard for physics makes that game... <laughs> a joy and with the the recently released multiplayer mod on steam it's just been like it's 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 clear that avalanche gets what's what makes an open world so so damn fun and what makes really you know what when chaotic behavior enhances the gameplay and uh nice. i'm i'm really optimistic that that'll be a, a really good fit for a mad max world where oh oh my god um i just can't wait to see the thunderdome in that game
0: <laughs> cool
3: um the last game for me, just to round this out real fast, uh, Roundabout, which is being developed by a local studio here called No Goblin, um, which is, uh, founded by Dan Teasdale, who was lead designer on Rock Band, uh, the Rock Band series, and, uh, left after that to go to Twisted Pixel, where he worked on, uh, The Gunstringer, still the only connect game that I had a whole lot of fun with, where I wasn't dancing, uh, and uh yeah, it's a game where you are it's set in the nineteen seventies and you are a limousine driver named Giorgio Manos and your limousine is constantly rotating. And you drive around running people over and accomplishing <laughs> missions and uh it's actually it's actually very similar to an old Game Boy Advance game that was only released in Japan called Kuru Kuru Kururin.
0: Oh, alright, alright.
3: Yeah, where you're a paddle and the paddle rotates and you have to move the paddle.
0: <laughs> um, you, you I just I, I, I have to ask because the game has just been finished in my house do you think people do you think driving games are gonna f- be satirized more do you view this as a as a satire of say GTA oh
3: yeah it's, a, you, it's it's a top-down game like you're not behind a driver's wheel so you're just right, spinning right, right. yeah it's it's kind of like I think the missions it sounds like it is an open world game so the missions mm-hmm. are probably going to be kind of a spoof on that and um
0: right right
3: I'm just looking forward to seeing something like that's it, it, it's clear the game originated from its mechanic and then everything else kind of mm. came in to fill in around that. And uh, I, I'm really excited oh, cool. to see a purely gameplay driven design in
0: 2014. Very nice. No, it just, it's just interesting to me because now we've it feels like we've turned the corner where driving games to a certain extent are like hey, more graphics, more stuff. And so <laughs> the diehard fans are really appeased, but a lot of the casual gamers are like, okay, if I, I don't care about cars. What What is here for me? So that'll be, that'll be fun, an alternative driving game. I, that sounds like a lot of fun.
2: Britt, you summed up the argument we had with Doug about our game of the year with Gran Turismo 6. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm just that good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. But no, so that's awesome. Really diverse list. Uh, Aaron, your turn, Britt.
2: Okay. So <clears throat> imagine a world in 2014 right. where the only games I care about are all kickstarted games. Oh, I mean, I right. can hear Tyler just groaning
1: right now. I ch- well, be realistic here. I don't actually believe you, but for the purposes of this
2: exercise, <laughs> yeah. let's move forward. Yeah, I'm, I guess, choosing to focus on Kickstarter games, really, uh, because the rest are known quantities to me. I know if there's a new Assassin's Creed, I'll play it. If uh, you know Smash Brothers does come out this year, I'll play it. Um, if it does, I, it will. there's no real probably. solid release date that that's true but
0: that's yeah, true so I, I was just thinking like, my first thought was like someone will die before <laughs> i before it i suck pushed. at
2: smash brothers just like i suck at all fighting games which is a a, a known quantity to everybody else on the site but i still buy it because it's nintendo and i'm a masochist it's fun
0: yeah it's fucking fun oh, it's so, so fun. those you know?
2: games like like smash brothers let's say if there's a new iteration or something that's big and there's, there's a lot more that I'm interested in or probably will buy, but I wanted to look at three games, um, all have a tie to Kickstarter, um, all but one actually were funded back in 2012 and are tentatively being released this year. So we'll start to finally see some more fruits of Kickstarter, um, in addition to games that I'm not mentioning, like um, Broken Age and others that should be releasing this year. So hit us with it. Uh, first one.
0: I was going to say, snarkily, I am on the edge of my seat. Okay,
2: so, Wasteland Two, never played the first Wasteland, and that was a computer RPG, came out in 1988, I believe, uh, and it was essentially the grandfather of Fallout. So, if you like post-apocalyptic RPGs, if you like the original Fallout's and even the 3D ones and the Xbox era, um. Wasteland was the predecessor in many ways. Brian Fargo and a lot of the people who were at Black Isle in the 90s, the developers of Planescape, Torment, um, Icewind Dale 1 and 2, just this big computer RPG studio. Um, After all of this crap went down and Interplay broke up... Well, a lot went to Obsidian, and then Stum, under Brian Fargo, this, this main guy that did a lot of this stuff, uh, started in exile. And previous to Wasteland 2 and another project they're working on, um, uh, Torment, Tides of Numenera, which is coming out next year in 2015, they were known for like The Bard's Tale which didn't re-original. Yeah. yeah, that's... Yeah.
0: So, so you feel like this will be detailed enough to compete with Fallout and just everything else in your head?
2: Yeah, it's, it's the core idea of post-apocalyptic RPGs, and the, what, what they're calling it is the quintessential post-apocalyptic RPG. And just some brief stats, um, when it was funded, it ended up making $2.93 million. right now, wasteland 2 is on steam early access for $60 for the digital deluxe edition the full game is probably going to be around 30 or 40 um early previews of it from people who've played that beta say it has a lot of promise and i'm just interested because who knows when we'll get a full bethesda fallout anytime soon and 2015 yeah 2015 probably um so those games really have an interest for me so i'm very excited for that should come out sometime at the end of this year
1: I'm going to be honest, I'm more excited for uh, for Wasteland 2 than I am for any Fallout just because I've never gotten into a Bethesda game.
2: <sighs> Again, yeah, fight I the IRL. I expected more. I'm the weirdo who only likes Oblivion. So.
0: I I'm am, I'm am, I am hungry for the next Fallout, dude. I'm hungry for the next Fallout. You got to make a case for me.
2: I'm I'm with Brit on this one.
0: I just I am not saying that that game is bad. I'm just saying Fallout has such a fan base of which I'm a part. So please make a case for me as to why you're marked for this one.
3: Well, actually, quick. can I chime in here for a yeah. sec in Aaron's defense? I have never played Wasteland, and I've only played a little bit of the original Fallout games. But I played all of three in New Vegas. I played them to death. I did not like either, and I kept playing because I thought I would. And I figured out what the problem was for me. And it was that I love the post-apocalyptic setting. I love the crazy 50s aesthetic and, like, the little, like, you know, what would technology be like if the aesthetics froze in 1952? Uh, I just, personally, I'm not a big fan of Bethesda's writing or Obsidian's. And I would love to see the team, like, the people who helped make games like Planescape and Icewind Dale take the narrative helm of a post-apocalyptic game. I did not say post-apocalyptic, correct.
2: That's most but, of why I'm excited.
3: Yeah.
0: See, that's a legit reason. That is a totally legit reason, because that that team, you either love their writing or you hate it.
2: Well, that's um, not to get off on the tangent of an Exile in general, but with Wasteland 2 and um, uh, Tides of Numenara, both of the teams involved with that have gotten the original writers of, say, Planescape and Fallout 1 and 2. So you're going to see oh. the writing teams for those original titles on these new <laughs> Kickstarter games. Oh my god. So...
0: That should be really fun.
3: Mm-hmm. We should do like a video stream or let's play of one of those old games, like Fallout Two or uh, Planescape. That'd be Just great. Saying.
2: We could make a really stupid character because the stupid character has the most fun in Fallout Two. <laughs> like if you, yeah. <laughs>
0: that's
2: very true. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's <Yeah>. true. <laughs> okay, so punching uh, scorpions. I've got two more, and I'll make it quick. We've got Project Eternity, which is now called Pillars of Eternity, and that's um, Obsidian's Kickstarter game. Stoked for that. And before the Planescape Torment successor, Tides of Numenera, got kickstarted, this one had the record. It got funded for $3.98 million. Um, yeah. And as we know, Obsidian, you know, they did KOTOR 2, um, unfortunately, Alpha Protocol, Neverwinter Nights 2. <laughs> They're doing South Park Stick of Truth, which Spencer's going to talk about, and Fallout New Vegas. Um, so they have a pretty good pedigree in general. This game is supposed to be, in their words, if you loved Baldur's Gate, Icewind Dale, Planescape Torment, this is going to be your quintessential classic computer RPG. It's going to have your heroes, your companions, exploration, dungeons, an epic plot. There's going to be tactical, real time pausing so you can reorganize your um, troops like you did back in the Baldur's Gate era. And you're going to have this world that, from all the videos I've looked at and seen, this gorgeous sort of almost pre-rendered looking like it's the 90s, but far updated to be actual 3D graphics in this isometric view. Um, I I am totally sold on that because that sort of genre of game, just like with Wasteland 2, has almost disappeared aside from the action RPGs like Diablo keeping it alive. And I think that these games are going to do it way better. Wicked.
0: All right. Legit.
2: And Mm -hmm. so the last one, I'm excited about is pretty new. It's called Hyper Light Drifter. Have you guys heard about that? Nope. Mm-mm.
0: No, please, sir, tell us more.
2: So, this should hopefully be coming out in June. It's from a... Uh, basically started as a one-man gig from um, this indie studio called Heart Machine, uh, which was developed by Alex Preston, this designer. Uh, that one got... Uh, I think they asked for 27000 got funded with 645000 So... Another big success, and it's a 2D action RPG, and it's a sort of love letter for 18- and 16-bit era styles. It almost kind of looks like a Super Brothers sword and sorcery game style. And you have a character, um, it's like a post-apocalyptic sort of far and advanced setting. I would think more adventure time, not cartoony, but just where things have regrown, have redeveloped, have covered up the past. And nice. um, when you attack enemies in this sort of 2D, 8-bit, 16-bit style, there are damage counters and stuff in a, I guess, Diablo way. And the art style is colors of turquoise and red and peach and just gorgeous pixel art um and it's a sounds p- very
0: adventure time yeah
2: it's very adventure time. In, in a
0: good way in, in a good way of course like that so, it has a, it sounds like it has a sophisticated palette which is very appealing
2: yeah just like aaron's tastes yes <laughs> that's exactly why i'm interested so that one's look one to look out for has a lot of promise and i'm very excited for that as something different to do
0: Okay, Uh, is it on to me, or have we gotten everybody?
1: Uh, No, it's on to me now. (laughs) I am not (laughs) Aaron.
0: Well, go ahead, sir.
1: And uh, I just want to point out, for the record, that there are so many things, like, I've just been going through the list of stuff that is apparently coming out this year, and realizing that I have forgotten so so much i mean watchdogs is coming out this year the district is coming out this year right supposedly star citizen is which i don't believe for an instant that's going to be on into 2015 but i'm stoked for that i I want it
0: hoping hoping hoping
1: but anyway there were three that i wanted to bring up in uh any amount of detail uh one is a curveball. I didn't mention it to you guys before, but <laughs> nice. Madden. It's neck too. Yeah, sorry, well, sorry to throw it. off screw the it. whole the, show's the whole dynamic of the thing. And then one one is controversial, <laughs> but uh, the one that I want to start with is uh, South Park: The Stick of Truth. Now, this game has been supposedly coming out.
0: Yes, I,
1: I think it was supposed to come out in twenty twelve.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: But it it's by Matt and Trey. It's looking awesome the gameplay that they've shown it's being developed by obsidian which I know Nick counts as a strike against it but oh, it's boy. looking fantastic <laughs> it looks like the show yeah it's you yes. play the show yes. as a game and I'm it very excited for it oh, gosh. yeah the,
0: the, the buffing and healing elements don't look lame which is already a strike in my favor just because it just not to be a not to be a woman, frankly, because I know this is my gender stereotype or whatever. But I appreciate any game that actually goes to lengths to make healers not look like wusses. Yeah, you know, I don't even, I don't even, I don't, I don't even play healers. But it seems to me, at least, it's a mark of laz- laziness if you make the healers only have limited attack options. But from what I've seen, the healers, the healers look really complicated, and if you choose to be one, it's not, it's not a lazy pick. So. That already is a symbol. And of, I, that I
2: that will say, true. as a man, I'm interested in a game that allows me to cup a fart and throw it as an attack. So
0: <laughs> hey, hey, if they're reaching outside we deserve the box, this game.
2: Yeah. Marvelous. If they're
0: reaching outside the box, literally.
3: I, I, yeah, the healer thing is just such a, a vestige of Dungeons and Dragons. Like, mm. must wear yeah. cloth, can't do anything useful, is probably female. Like, that's just—it's such an old trope that needs to die. It
0: is, but hey, that's it, why
3: you play cleric,
0: fucking Jimmy. Jimmy Seeler. Love it. Oh, my God. (laughs) Right? Right? You know, God, I love it.
1: Yeah. Again, (laughs) very, very excited about Sick of Truth. Think it's going to be great. Uh, Hoping it's going to be great, especially after being in development hell for so long. And then publishing hell. But the second I wanted to bring up, and this is because I'm now tenuous on it. I was going into the year very excited. uh, Titanfall. Now, Titanfall is being developed by a team of uh, ex uh, ex Infinity Ward uh, refugees. However, it's being published by EA, which means on uh, PC it's an Origin exclusive, which is like yeah. it's I mean, it's the dick I've been willingly taking in my mouth. <laughs> That's basically oh, sure. what it is. <laughs> I
0: have one one of a few, if you d- digate EA.
1: In in this particular case, I mean. F- because I play Battlefield, yeah, it's, it's oh, well willing then, at this oh, point. Oh,
0: well then, sir.
3: Part of the problem.
1: Yeah, I know, get your, I know.
0: Get your tally sheet out. You
1: know. the taste. <laughs> I, I just wish that they sold Regret in uh, premium form so I could get all of it in advance. But... <laughs> they have a season pass of Regret this time. <laughs> <laughs> Every couple weeks someone comes around and punches you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Through your monitor. <laughs> but anyway, so the other aspect that's bothering me is that they announced there's going to be no mod tools. Now, admittedly, that's pretty typical these days, but it is lame. Uh, The other part, though, is that it's going to be six versus six max. Really? That's the maximum. On PC. Why does that bother you? Uh, That's on every platform. Interesting. And that bugs me because even the most basic first-person shooters I ever played were at least 8v8. It just seems like a small number.
0: So then why are you anticipating it, then? Well, not not to not to totally deride your taste. I just like what did what you what are you excited about in spite? What
1: attracted of it to me, or tra- attracted me to it rather? Whew, don't be too full of myself here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, is really. that it's it's being developed by the core team behind the original Call of Duty, and most importantly, Call of Duty Four. That was a great game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's it kind yeah. of got out of control as the Modern Warfare series <laughs> continued, but uh, the original Modern Warfare COD Four. Incredible right. game. Back when beards meant something. <laughs> yeah. No that that is that it was a great great game. Yeah. Oh, Everything cool. about it.
0: That's cool. My my Call of Duty experience is surprise is woefully lacking. But yeah. If, if
1: you play anything in the series, play for yeah. No, four four absolutely, is a absolutely.
0: I I you guys know me. I'm a slut for narrative. So yes, absolutely. That's where I'm gonna. That's where I'm planning to start.
1: Okay. Cool. So at any rate, uh, it's that team. Developing a multiplayer shooter, great multiplayer in, in COD Four, uh, plus giant robots.
0: <laughs> That's
1: a day Always one a buy best. for me. Like that best. that 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 is a great selection. But uh, the fact that it's coming out on three sixty means they've capped it at six v six. Now, granted, there's NPCs and everything, but I don't yes. know. I mean, it seems like they're crippling it intentionally to pander to the lowest um, the lowest platform that it's being released on.
0: Well, I mean maybe that's maybe it'll look spectacular and you'll see why and maybe
3: know? maybe the design never was meant for 32 on 32 or 16 on 16 or
0: even I don't even want
3: 16 but, on 16 but I'm pretty sure we played 10 on 10 at Pax we did and that felt wonderfully chaotic so i'm a little bit concerned about the 6 cap as well based on what we played but again that was a 10 minute single round of the game
0: this this seems like something this seems like something they would explain as you were about to say
2: Well, they they did state that, of course, it would be the PR response, but they, they tested everything, they found that the balance was best with 6v6, and technically, if everybody has a Titan with them, the AI controls it when you're not in the actual cockpit, so it can be 12 versus 12 if you look at it that way. I don't look at it that way. AI is never a
1: replacement for a person in a shooter.
3: Well, so far.
1: Mm. AI is never a replacement for a person in a shooter. It's either a death (laughs) robot or an idiot running into a wall. All I know is I killed it at PAX and I destroyed all of it. (laughs) Look, I know that you're excited just because you'll be, well, you beat me at Battlefield 2. What do you want, Aaron? (laughs) (laughs)
0: T-shirt number 564.
1: Aaron just wants to beat you at Smash Brothers. Ultimately, I'm still probably on board. I just, I don't know. T-shirt 564.
0: What do you want, Aaron?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Cafepress.com.
1: Now I want to th- throw this curveball at you guys because you probably knew I was excited about it. I did not remember that it was uh, coming out this year until I saw it uh, on the list when I was looking through it again. God, there's so much good stuff this year. The Witness is supposedly oh, coming. Oh yeah. yeah! Fuck, I'm excited for that.
0: Gosh, this is this is a crazy year of super of surprisingly artistic games. I kind of yeah. hope
1: that something gets delayed. Honestly, I think Spy Party's out this year too. Yeah. Oh, God. Anyway, the thing that I saw that I'm absolutely the most excited about and totally spaced. Transistor. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I am very excited. I will for probably Transistor. buy that on five platforms by the end of its cycle because that's what I did with Bastion. It, that's what they did. You know what? I'm, I'm buying it on Windows day one, easily. Playing it on Google Chrome. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, we, we demoed it at PAX, Aaron and I did. Yeah. The gameplay was solid. The art is beautiful, but distinctive, very distinctive from uh, uh, Bastion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the music.
3: Is Darren Korb doing the soundtrack again?
1: Uh, yes, but he's Ooh. doing. He's taking it in a whole different direction cool. this time.
0: Cool.
1: And honestly, like if I could have paid them twenty dollars at the booth right then for the <laughs> soundtrack, I would have. I would have just given it to them right That's there. That's
0: usually a really good thing.
1: Yeah, I used to listen to the Bastion soundtrack a lot. Yeah, I, I still do from time to time. Not as much as I used to, but it's a great soundtrack. Yeah. And uh, and this this one they're taking in like a um lounge swing slash electronic direction oh, and it's magic noir it's so, i have so so hardly sweet. seen
0: any companies i've had to seen any video games use swing music effectively so that will be fun to see mm-hmm. i would
3: so, love to see a shooter with like a swing sound to it i don't I know it sounds weird but like nick let's let's talk about this let's talk about this out off
1: the podcast because okay. we don't want to tip our <laughs> hand but that sounds amazing <laughs>
0: hey they, they tried with the call of duty commercial with Frank.
1: Yeah, but Call of Duty they've tried a lot of things and again they god. peaked with C O D four, so eh.
0: <laughs> I want to take the extra that played the female sniper and just fucking give her a hug. Yeah, <laughs> I hope she got paid for that commercial very yeah. well.
3: Oh god.
1: <laughs> anyway, so that that's what I'm excited about among many, many other things. Nice. Cool. Cool.
0: So oh wait, now I have to do mine. Yeah, uh,
1: you have to do yours. You're up. Here. Oh
0: yes. Fun. Okay, so mine I have <laughs> I have one mainstream, one side stream, and one indie, because why not? Uh, the the indie is Sir, you are being hunted, which I found out about very recently. And as I mentioned in my game of the year honorable mentions, I love any game, much like Nick, I love any game that takes a concept and just tries to twist it so that it's something completely new. Even if it fails, even if it, anything, just makes us think as players. And so, Surrey so or Being Hunted, it is, it was a Kickstarter game. And what I, gesture I love. Anyone who sponsors it, hey, you get to play Alpha. That's great. That's just a nice gesture. It's a, it's a mark of clear accountability, which I really appreciate with Kickstarters. But basically, not steampunk. But set in Victorian times. Basically, you're running from things trying to catch you, but they are dressed up as Victorian gentlemen.
1: Robots, specifically, dressed as Victorian gentlemen.
0: (laughs) Yes, exactly. But the enemies, first of all, I love any game that uses dogs as a hunting mechanism. And the, the robots will harness dogs and the power of balloons to try to catch you. Which is really intricate. I like the idea of having to outsmart a bunch of different weapons. I love, a cre- I love a creatively designed enemy, such as the handyman in Bioshock Infinite. I love a creative enemy. And also, the landscape will be procedurally generated, which I love. I, for the uninitiated, it means, every time you play it, new landscape. Which, for a smaller Kickstarter-ish game, I find extremely impressive.
1: So. I, I've got to way agree with you on this. Uh, I mean, I've loved survival games ever since I first played Capture the Flag in the Woods. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: What platform was that? Uh, that was <laughs> fucking Alaskan Woods in the Winter, wow. come the fuck at me. But, uh, <laughs> oh
0: my, oh but my yeah, God. But yeah, I
1: mean. Um,
3: and he lived to tell the tale.
1: Yeah, but, <laughs> ba- but basically, uh, this and uh, Damned, I mentioned in uh, this week's backlog, both really fun uh, survival games and it's this emphasis on survival not even just survival horror but trying to stay alive
0: it's survival adventure it's a very almost a peter pan god i would love a peter pan survival game but no it's you're running and trying to outsmart something and i love that i'm a huge survival horror fan but i like that they're taking this and doing something new it's Frickin' dogs. I, I wish dogs were used as enemies more, because the movement is completely random, they are very hard to program and look convincing, but they are vicious if you design them exactly right.
1: Well, man, I mean, I guess you need to be playing the... Uh call of duty
2: ghosts right or monaco or palm gets wi-fi
0: <laughs> i'm convinced that i'm convinced that if call of duty Ghosts is successful adoption of german shepherds will go up
2: no one's
1: prepared yeah, for their I hip to, dysplasia don't, don't say things like that i already want to adopt a german shepherd So
3: oh. cute.
0: exactly so but, by the way okay, i'm calling so... dibs
3: on the uh dog mod for sir you are being hunted i am sick of that meme <laughs> nice. do not bring that up <laughs> nice. wow such prey <laughs> No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> number two on my list is Number actually, two on Brit's list. Number two is very begrudgingly added because I my romantic partner is a huge Dark Souls fan. So naturally, he was assigned to the Dark Souls 2 premiere. And I, I was there because I was super skeptical. I'm like, what more can they do to this game? So I was there when he was playing. I had a notepad of what had shaped... Shut up! I was there with a notepad just because I wanted to. Because I figured, you know, you'll file a lot of report as a beta tester, and you'll say what was wrong, what was right. Watching that thing, first of all, they take what was right about Dark Souls the first, and it looks like it running in 1080p. The detail is ridiculous, and it's fun. It the action was a little clunky so far, but that will probably be tweaked. But
3: dude, that's Dark Souls. It's intentional to an shut. Up. It was. <laughs> it was.
0: It was so like the weight of the character and weight of weapons seemed a little off, but I trust them to fix that. But the detail, I didn't think it could get more detailed, but literally, it looks like Dark Souls in 1080p. So I'm excited to see more of that. Uh, he, for I don't want to spoil too much because I don't know how much listeners played the beta or not. But one of the beta sections, you play a boss. And of course, I, I love one of my favorite features about Dark Souls are the really creatively designed and beautiful bosses. Yeah. And this looks like no exception.
2: So with the higher fidelity, so, you think it's it's a comfortable position for it to still be a previous-gen game that they shouldn't have waited for next-gen? Uh,
0: yes, absolutely. I, with, the, with the success of Dark Souls and the community around it, I think if they had waited for next console, their perfectionism would have gotten the best of them. I figure they're doing themselves a huge favor by launching it earlier just because you you catch people on the end before they've upgraded. And honestly, it's hard to say this, but if you have to wait until you've mastered the hardware enough to make something beautiful, it'll be delayed past the point where fans are interested. So I'd rather... I, as a fan and someone who loves the business of games, would rather they strike while the iron is cooling before the iron itself is forged. So I think we should get you sense. a meeting
2: with the developers for The Last Guardian and
0: <laughs> have you speak with them. Hey, I, t- what developers for The Last Guardian? <laughs> oh,
1: That's not a real thing. There's a black box somewhere, and if you open it, it's a supply closet. There's yeah, a bunch of cardboard um, boxes
3: behind Sony Computer Entertainment where some people hang out. Okay. It's an algorithm just- that keeps,
2: like... <laughs> pumping out press releases just to pretend that it still exists it's just a computer doing that
0: probably our our readers and our listeners have picked this up for me i don't i don't play games as much as you guys but i love the business of games a lot so i actually i thought a long time like would they have would it have been best for them to wait on dark souls 2 and my conclusion was no because it's better that they use the resources they have and make something beautiful then us have to wait two more years for Dark Souls 2 and their fan base is gone. Yeah. So that is my second most anticipated.
3: Look at the raw install base. I mean, mm-hmm. their
0: mm-hmm.
3: best case scenario, we're looking at maybe like 25 million of the new consoles out by the end of 2014 versus like closer to probably on Windows, PS3 and Xbox 360, probably closer to 100 million people right now. So.
0: Right. It, this, is the last, this might be the last hurrah of the PS3. And what a way to go out. What a way to go out. Which, which leads me to my next one, Hyrule Warriors.
3: I'm obligated to say this is not a final title, by the way.
0: I don't care. It's, <laughs> it's the best title they could have come up with, in my opinion. Because basically, for, for the uninitiated, Dynasty Warriors is a very action-heavy game based on characters from Chinese, myth- not mythology. Loosely based. Romanticized versions of actual figures in Chinese his- history. So, you get like the big generals, you get the basically the heroes, romantic and warlike of the ancient China. And it's a fighting game, the fans are diehard, characters have been animated here and back again. The same company that's issuing that, a company that is famous for serial releases of very similar games, is now taking that same format and adopting it to Hyrule and The Legend of Zelda. I've seen videos of this. It looks amazing. I am so happy to see this company branching out and not not parodying themselves, but they've proven to themselves, that, to me at least, as a fan, that they are not afraid to take their concept, which, again, famous for being uniform and famous for having super loyal fans and saying, yeah, we're going to do this with The Legend of Zelda. Play as Link. Hack and slash. Plus... To be honest, I'm not a huge fan of Legend of Zelda games. The formats just never really appealed to me. So the idea that this franchise is now approachable in this way is really exciting to me. Because I love action games and I love hack and slashes. So the idea that I can still enjoy the Legend of Zelda in this format is really exciting and really endearing to me.
1: All I've got to say on this one is lowercase k, period.
0: <laughs> Aww.
3: I'm actually cautiously optimistic. As somebody who never really got Dynasty Warriors... I do know Legend of Zelda inside and out and a game that really emphasizes the swordplay and combat of that in a kind of uh, Ocarina of Time, Twilight Princess style looks kind of cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The concept is really fun and different, wouldn't you say? Or at least different. (laughs) It's
3: unexpected. I, yeah, I Warriors from an outsider's perspective looks the same as it did in like the first PS2 game,
2: but
0: exactly, and that's kind of the point. That's kind of the point. Of you all.
2: raised a good point with the business of game spread. Is that it doesn't matter? Like, I don't have to like this game, and I probably won't. But this is going to sell Wii U's in Japan.
0: Oh yes. Oh yeah. Oh yes. That's the thing. I, I maybe this is going to be the year of the Wii U because people are getting okay. We genuinely have to come up with newer stuff for it. I don't know. What are you guys saying?
3: I mean,
1: anything can happen. I'm just, I'm still waiting for some really clever applications of the, uh, of the gamepad or maybe some type of interaction with the 3DS, but, uh, I'm, again, we can hope.
0: Oh, gosh. So, am I the only one reading for this freaking game? Well, that
1: game, yes. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to Smash <laughs> Brothers. I'm excited about Smash Brothers, but, uh, again, I mean, it's like. Hey, it's two Japanese games that I didn't care about before, except they duct taped them together. Yeah, do we at least fine. agree that you probably have that's no soul fine. for not loving Zelda, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well. No, 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 yeah, whatever. I do. I, I do like the character Link because he was my primary in Smash Bros. 64. Yeah, he was yeah, really good. That's that the worst reason to like Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> and then young, and then young Link, young Link in uh, Brawl, and I did briefly primary as Toon Link in. Uh, in well, the brawl and then melee for youngling, but yeah, I expected more from you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well,
3: <laughs> tell that to literally eat everyone.
0: Eat the shirt.
3: <laughs> all right, Britt, what's your next, or is it the last uh, one?
0: That's it. That's, that's it. it. I I kept it short and sweet. I just, Gosh, I tried. To, I tried. I look for games as I always do. That f word with the format.
1: You can say fuck. Say it all I day. Can say fuck. This is not a family friendly podcast. I <laughs>
0: With the format and just kind of mess with my expectations. So, you want
1: to come over later and watch a Star Trek movie?
0: Hmm. <laughs> which which one? I like the one with the whales, the
1: whales. pre Abrams. I only have them through Nemesis because I don't believe the new ones are canon. Mm-hmm. The alternate, whatever. Timeline. Go
0: play your Wii, whatever. Just go play your Wii U. I don't even
1: care. Well, you have to leave by 9 30 because my
3: mom says it's a school night. Hey, and... did you guys forget to mention a fucking Star Trek Online expansion or something? Like, uh, what you? Which one do you? And mean? on
0: that note, that's the Silicon Flashback to podcast. <laughs>
3: it is actually. I have a uh, turnabout for you guys. Okay. I want to end this with a quick question. Let's hear yes. it. So, 2013 was two years. It was the sure. year of the bow. Year of the bow. And it was the year of Luigi.
1: Yeah. Huh? Yay! I I thought it was the year of the uh, grizzled old man escorting the young girl. The
3: year that of
0: Luigi. Ties into that's year of that's the that's that's every year, David Cage. <laughs> game comes
3: out so my question to you guys and is is what do you think 2014 will be the year of
0: the year of the mashup
3: the year of
1: my dick <laughs> <laughs> uh, i don't know what
0: <laughs> wow i wow. have
1: no idea i don't know First where that came time from you
0: guys have a female host <laughs> that, that yeah.
1: could have been nice. you could have picked
2: anything to have <laughs>
1: i don't know man
2: i'm <laughs> yeah. very tired I'm very uh, No, I, I, I think I agree with Spencer here. Um, it's, <laughs> no.
0: The, le- the year Let's, of PC gamers uh, is not giving a crap yet again.
1: I think it's, yeah. Let's say, uh, why not the year of survival?
2: That's actually Ooh, topical. Like that. Okay, There's a I few like good that. games coming out Something looking like that. that. I think it's, uh, for me... Um, it's the year of the Kickstarter coming to fruition. Yeah, that sounds great. And it's the year of computer RPGs potentially regaining some um, of their lost ground with these big releases I mentioned, and plus a bunch of other Kickstarter computer games.
3: Cool. Sounds great. Those all sound really good to me. Yeah. Um, all right. You're
2: all wrong, though. It's actually the year of Waluigi. <laughs> I would, that would be amazing.
0: It's it's the week of Waluigi. I want
2: to see Waluigi's Mansion. Oh that's where he's letting the ghosts out, right?
0: I yeah, played that game. Yeah, and then where's
2: where's Mario? Like a sequel to the Super Nintendo, Where Did Mario Go?, but starring Waluigi, because he's like, I don't give a shit where Mario <laughs> is. Fuck him. I'm hanging out in Venice now.
0: I played that game. Yeah. On that note, please join us next week for the Silicon Sasquatch podcast.
1: Check us out on uh, Twitcher and iTunes.
0: Oh, yes. Everyone say where they can find you.
1: Stitcher is what
2: Spencer meant. That's what I said, right? You said Twitcher. Oh, (laughs) Twitcher. Check me out on Bus Lords of Chechnya. Anyway, Twitcher is how Spencer spends his (laughs) weekends. Yes. Go to our Twitter at Sasquatch Gaming. We're on Stitcher. We're on iTunes. Where else are we?
1: We're also individually on Twitter. I'm at Spencer Tordoff now because I'm. You're backing away. No. Yes. Shut up. Yeah.
0: I'm at Britt McGinnis. I'm also on Pinterest at reporter brit where you can also find us on pinterest just look for me i'm managing it
2: i'm at aaron thayer i rarely tweet but when i do it's usually sarcastic so i
3: offer life affirming advice at
2: nick cummings
0: which we all so dearly need anyway indeed bye everybody
3: thank you
2: night good
1: night